Hashtag living it with Tina and Anderson. Yo, 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 what's going on, yo? This is another episode of Hashtag Living It, and I'm your boy, Anderson DeSilva, once again. And I just want to say that uh, Tina still not ready to come back on the podcast. I'm hoping another two or three weeks she'll be comfortable to come back on and uh, just start being funny and making fun of me on the podcast again. She's still kind of grieving, but she's, she's cool. She's in a better place. She's just not ready to come back. But in the meantime, I have my boy, Efren Lopez, a.k.a. Junior, a.k.a. Mechanism, a.k.a. my homie, my boy. What's going on, man? A.k.a. Juan. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, yeah, man. How, how, how have you been during this pandemic? I know it's, it's affected everybody, but we haven't really talked, like, how, you, how it's been for you. I know you've been working, and we talked yeah, a little chilling, bit. I've been chilling, you know, Beverly Hills life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hitting that Marnelli real hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. Nah, everything's good, man. We um we've been affected just like anybody else. Yeah. Um thank God nobody's really gotten sick, so that's a really good thing. But other than that, you know, work is slow, work is good. Um life is, you know, moving, sometimes it's boring and you're sitting around waiting for stuff to happen, but primarily um we've been pretty good. I've had a few family members that unfortunately have passed away from mm. the, from COVID. Yeah. Um, and that, that hit yeah, us hard. I remember, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we had we had two members on two different sides of the family, and um, you know, whether one's like someone that was really close or someone that's a little distant, regardless, you know, we we try to just be there for our family members and you know help them out throughout the time and just talk to them or whatever, because it's not it's nothing that you can actually go and be with them. Um, it's how everything is, but. You can at least send a couple messages or whatever and try to get out to them as much as you can. That that counts, at least in my book. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it definitely, um, it stinks when you know this pandemic happens. You just want everybody to be safe, but then when somebody yep. close to you, it takes somebody close to you. It, you know, it's it's sad, but it kind of makes you angry too. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, it's like I mean, man. I mean, there's so much that goes into it, you know? Yeah. Um, whether if you want to go the hyper-political route or not. Right. Regardless of anything, you know, it's just something that's affecting our nation right now. We just got to kind of try to deal with it on a day-to-day basis. Right, right. Exactly. I mean, we just we just got to get through it, man. Just got to get through it. That's it. That's yeah. it. So, I mean, you, you, you weren't affected. Like, you didn't, like, lose your... Were you, like, furloughed or anything like that for a little bit? No, no. No? No, I'm good. And your and your wife wasn't. She's your wife stays home. She she got the blog, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, my wife yeah. does the blog, and um, uh, you know, she was working with a school for a little while, and then just got, kind of decided to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for, I mean, and I know we talked about this. Um, you know, when we had breakfast. Hey, the blog is a glimpse of style dot com, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna have you plug that in again uh, at the at the end uh, when we talk about our family. But yeah, definitely, man. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know we talked about a lot about this, like during, you know when we had breakfast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, not a couple of weeks ago, like what two months ago? <laughs> Feels yeah, like a couple yeah. of weeks ago. But uh, hey, people, we do not live close, all right? No, nah, we don't. I live in Central Massachusetts, and uh, 
You live um, North Shore. And I live right in the hub. Yeah, so uh, for, yeah, and for people who are listening um, that are not in Massachusetts, uh, if you're like in a big state of Texas, you're probably like, "Ah, oh, that's like nothing." Well, for us in a small state, it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's yeah. kind of far, but but um, but yeah, like um, a lot of things you know change for a lot of us. I mean, for me, I'm like doing my own business, which is like it's it's crazy, and uh, you know being. Being furloughed was actually the, the, one of the greatest things that that happened to me. I know I can, I can only speak it for, for me. For a lot of people, I definitely you know it's it's, it's been hard. But um, I mean it, it was great because I I mean I, I'm like one of the person I couldn't I couldn't just like sit there and like do nothing and wait to get called back. I'm not like that, so I'm like I have to like the you just have a person to call them back. Right, right. When they call me back, I was like, nope, I'm done. See ya. So like, yeah, it's because like, but April, May, and and like most of June was like hard for me. Like just being waking up and like doing nothing. And there was so much I wanted to accomplish, but it was still like hard because like you get like in this monotonous, like you just get up and you just like just do nothing. And it's like, the motivate it was hard to get that motivation to do um to do the other things i wanted to do like finish the book or record more music i could have recorded a lot more music but it's like the 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 like the ambition just like disappeared with the pandemic because it was just such a strange but that, that's thing. the reality of it right that's the reality of yeah. it because you know everybody thinks about time and they're like yo if i had this i'll do finish this i'll do that i'll do that but then when the time actually gets here it's like you still need a motivator, you know? Right. You can't just go right into writing music. Some people can, but not everybody, you know what I mean? Right. You can't just go right into starting a business. You know, there's fears, factors that are involved. There's, there's writing blocks. There's everything that goes into that. Yeah, it, it, it's... I, I, even now, like, with... um, Even now with, like, doing the business, it's like, I get... I get, like like, nervous. I get scared, like... I'm not like nervous like I was when I worked for somebody. I rather get this type of nervous than a nervous when you when you are with somebody working for somebody because I'm in control right now when it comes to my right. work. Where before when I was working for somebody, I wasn't I wasn't in really much control. I was in control of my tasks, but I was in control of really like repercussions or things like if I mess this up like I don't know what would happen. Like for example, like and it and it's different. And it, and now if I mess up, I know what probably won't will happen, but the outcome won't won't hurt me so much. Like for example, like um today, well not today, like the other day, um I'm finishing up this job. You so, fired yourself? Huh? You fired yourself? <laughs> no, no. I mean, if I if my apprentice did this, I wouldn't have fired him. <laughs> I would have been upset. Um, I would have been upset, but it, it's something that it just it just happens. So uh, I'm drilling. Um, it's we're doing finish work. So I'm just like trying to like put up all the uh, all the outlets, and you know, it's already been painted, putting in the outlets and lights. So I'm trying to. I had to rewire this light. So I'm trying to snake wire up, but there was like blocking in the wall. So I had to drill through it. So I'm trying to drill through it. 
and but I'm in an angle because I'm like outside the wall trying to drill in through the wall. I'm in an angle and I'm thinking like I'm not too much of an angle. I think like I will still be in the wall. So I drilled through um but I I'm like I'm going to go on the other side just to double check. Right? I go to double check. I went through the wall. Not only did I go through the wall, I went through the shower panel. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're in the shower? So now they literally have a people. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, I cursed a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I was like <laughs> this. I was like, oh, man. So I'm like sitting there like I'm like Googling. I'm like watching YouTube's YouTube videos on how to patch it. And I'm watching video. I'm like, even if I patch this, it would look horrible, probably worse because I never patched anything. So I'm like, I have to I have to face the music. I have to call the owner it's a guy, he's flipping houses. It's the first job I'm doing with him. So I'm thinking, he, I, I probably just ruined any future work that so I What had. type of shower was there? Was it like a tile shower or was it one of those plastic? Yeah, it's, you know how it's like a plastic panel? You yeah, know? okay. Yeah, it's like so that. So they have to replace that panel? Well, this, well, this is what happened. So I... You know, I'm 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 texting my wife because usually when I'm stressed, I text text her, and she kind of like walks me through it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> every time I'm stressed, I'm like, "Oh my god, this happened!" And she's like, "Just calm down, just 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 talk to him." And she said, "You know, you're telling it's him what your vision. right." <laughs> she's like, "You telling him the truth, he's gonna appreciate that if he's a good guy, and he'll give you more work still." So I texted him a picture and I said, call me when you get a chance. I need to talk to you about this. And five minutes he calls me. He's like, oh, so what happened? So I explained to him. And he was like, well, that's, it was near like the shower knob. He's like, how close is it from the not shower knob? I'm like, about an inch. He's like, oh, I can get like a cover under the shower knob that covers that whole thing. It's kind of ugly, but it's better to do that than replace the panel. So easy fix. No problem. And I was like, okay. So relieved. So relieved. Then the next day I was there. Your wife hit you with that honesty is the best policy. Right, right. She's like, just be honest. Just tell him. You have to tell him. Like, you can't, like, keep it from him. So I was like, all right. The next day I'm back there. I'm just finishing up some stuff. And he's like, hey, um, how busy are you? I'm like, I'm getting a little busy, but I'm not, like, real, real busy. I'll only book like a week ahead. I'm not like booked a month ahead. I'm not that busy yet. And he's like, good, because I got a couple more houses that I'm going to flip and uh, definitely would like, ha- like to have you do it. So I'm like, whoa. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. Like, getting me more work. So the, I told my wife, and she's like, see, because you were honest. So you were honest. Honesty is the best policy. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, since we're being honest, a couple of things I got to tell you, Tina. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like, but going back to what I was saying, it's like you know, it's there is that I was nervous. There's that stress, but it's like I always able to control the stress. I'm like, all right, I gotta tell him this and that, and whatever happens, it happens, right? But I was like, because to me, I'm like, I'll still be able to get more work from somebody else because I got other contractors. I will probably just lose him. Okay, it happens. You learn, you grow. But when you're working for somebody, like, you don't know. You don't know, like, 
now you're under their radar. Now you're now they're going to be watching every move you make and you can't mess up. You kind of get like that stress when you work for somebody and you mess up. But when you work for yourself, you like you you, you don't. You just learn from it and then like, okay, now next time that there's blocking, I'm not going to drill through the to through the wall. I'm I'm like, oh, I can't go through it. Screw it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's good though, because now you got you know, kind of like what at any job would be that experience piece. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's 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 definitely been great, man. Um, you know, it's this month was like a little slow, so I was a little nervous. Uh, uh, but then uh, you know, all these other jobs started coming in, all these other bids been bidding on jobs people expecting it i'm like all right january was a little slow but these months going good so it's been it's been pretty good man um you still i remember i remember we talked we talked one time you were working like two jobs at one time are you still doing that no right now i'm only working one job but yeah for a while i was doing two jobs um i was grinding man i was doing uh a teaching position sort of kind of like a uh, like a support kind of behavior specialist. Yeah. Um, and then I work at a tech company and I was killing hours, bro. I was put like between both jobs, I was putting in like 110 hours a week. Wow. No, sorry. I think about not a week. Um, like every two weeks I would put in like, like a buck 20. Wow. That's 60 hours a week. That's still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes even more. Sometimes I'll push 70. If it was available, I'd take whatever hours I would, get and just keep grinding and grinding yeah like i i was like that when i worked for the solar company and i would be on a crew where we would install you know all the solar and um yeah yeah in the summer we would be doing two two jobs a day you get done with one job around two you go to another house and start like around three or four at another one and you're there until it might be a smaller house but you know we're there until like seven or eight sometimes we were there until dark Almost, yeah yeah so we're doing that in the summer like so yeah there will be like 60 70 hour weeks you know yeah i'm no stranger to that yeah so but now i mean i still work there are so some days i work long days but like it's because like in my head i'm like all right i want to get this amount of this amount done today once i get to this point i'm going home and I had that in my head, and sometimes it's going until later. Like the other day, I, w- I was working until 8, 8 at night. But I said, like, no, I set this goal. I want to go home, but I was like, I want to get this done because if I get this done, the next day will be so much easier. And that's, like, what motivated me, having the next day easier. I'm like, I will sacrifice this day to make the next day easier. So, yeah, so sometimes I still work long hours, but... There, there are days where I'm like work until noon and then I go home. I mean, those are few, but you know. I think it just falls on everything that people do. Okay? So like yeah. everybody knows what their bills are and where they stand financially. So like for me, it was more like, all right, I know how much I'm gonna get paid if I put in this amount of hours. Yeah. Can I do that? Is it available? All right, you know what? Boom, I'm gonna do it. Uh, what? Another ten hours? Put me down. What? I'm gonna stay later today. Put me down. Yeah. And then once I feel like I'm getting close to that that certain 
amount, you know, like, all right, I'm going to get this much if I, if I work 80 hours. Right. I'm good after that. If they ask me after 80, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Like, I can't now, do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. But you're free. But you're free. <laughs> yeah. I said no. <laughs> or you could be like that person who's like, I need, I want to work more hours. I want to make that more money. And then the boss goes, hey, you want to go home early? Okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Normally, they knew me as the opposite. You know, yeah. it's just like, Hey, go home. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Because in my head, I'm like, yo, I got to finish that extra 10 hours. Right, yeah. Usually it's the younger. It's usually the younger kids that are like that. It's like the younger crew, the younger cats that, you know, they, they're not supporting. Talk about Willis. You know, they, they can, you know, they can, they can, uh, you know, work 30 hours a week and survive. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's usually the younger kids that usually do that, you know. I mean, hey, I've done it a couple of times, but. Yeah, there's times I'm just like, nah, I need the hours. I want the hours. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful because I kind of um, worked it out with the hours where I still had time to, to get, you know, the amount of sleep that my body needs and then just you know, my kids and then go back to work and keep going and then come back, get a little bit of sleep and kid time, wife time, family time, and so on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you would hit me up and be like, "Yeah, let's do it, <laughs> Yeah, man. We, I mean, it's definitely like I said to you before. It's, you know, it's been even though this month wasn't, um, you know, that busy for me. It was just hard for me to just like sit down and, uh, you know, just go through some beats and stuff. There's one song I'm doing. It's in Portuguese and English, and I had it go the Portuguese version ghostwritten for me, and man, it's hard for me. <laughs> it's hard. I th- it's a challenge. I think I'll do it, but before I record it, I want to memorize it because if I'm recording it while I'm reading it, it's not going to come out as good. I wanted to I wanted to memorize it like the back of my hand, so when I'm recording it, it'll sound way better. You know, like with English, if I'm like memorize some of it but i have the sheets in front of me and i'm rapping like i'm looking at it as a reference while i'm rapping i can do it because english is it's a i speak better english than in portuguese but with portuguese, i gotta memorize the whole thing man and it's yeah that happens to me a lot too because um you know for anybody who's an artist out there at least like i'll get into a, a verse and i'll know a very good portion of it i might have memorized the whole thing but i don't know like it's hard to have the paper right there next to you because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm worried about like my pitch control I'm worried about like actually feeling the music and getting into it because I don't want to sound like I'm reading something you know most right, of the times yeah. I, you know I'll get into it or you know the, the energy will come out or whatever or, or the feeling and then you know like I close my eyes and I'm like oh shoot I forgot that line right yeah yeah gotta, you know start over or whatever right no, I agree I agree or I might just wing it and say something different like that and be like, play that back to me so I can write it down and repeat it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I, there are a couple of times I've done that. Yeah. There are a couple of times that I've done that. I mean, there are a couple of times where I record it and I'm like, all right, done. And then I listen to it later and I'm like, no, I'm not done. I want to re-record it or I want to change this line. I think yeah. the biggest one is when you write something down and you love it and then you go into the studio and you hate it. So you yeah. got to rewrite it right then and there. <laughs> Yeah, cause like when, cause like when you when you write it down, it sounds great because 
you're kind of rapping it to yourself or you're kind of rapping it in your head. But when you hear it, when you hear it like on the speakers, you're just sitting there, you're not rapping it, you're just hearing it like a listener, it just sounds different. And you're like, okay. It's 10 times different when you're listening to it on your phone and you might max it out on the volume, but then you go into the studio where you have professional speakers, you have all this professional equipment and you hear it like crystal clear. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, that doesn't sound good. I need to rewrite that. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly, man. I, I totally know. I totally get it. And it's crazy how, I mean, it's, it's like that. But I mean, there are times, there are times I'm in here in my studio for like three hours doing one verse because I keep changing it. Like I'll play it yeah. back, I'll record it, and then I'll play it back. I'm like, nope. Especially with pitches. If I say like a line, like, if I say something like, you know, yeah, and I got, you know, yeah, and I got a black shirt, but I, I, I'm recording. I'm like, nah, maybe I should say, yeah, and I got a black shirt, you know? Maybe that'll sound right. better. Pitch control. Yeah, you know? So it's, it's sometimes I listen to it, and I'm like, I'm boring myself. I, I got to get now, a little bit more energy. <laughs> for those that are listening, you only get that luxury when you got a studio inside your house. <laughs> you can't do that at a real studio where you're paying by the hour. Because right. all of a sudden, you know, you're going to kick yourself in the butt for, for not writing it properly. And now you end up spending 400 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I, I, dude, I have an MXL 660 mic and I've had it for 10 years. I looked it up on eBay. It's $50. I bet your mind's like 10. <laughs> So it all that, comes down to the mixing. But it's it a it's a dope yeah, it's a dope mic. A lot of people when I tell people what mic I have, people are like, Whoa, that's a great mic. It's a good mic. Um, but that is probably the last thing I want to invest when I invest in the studio because it's still a good mic. Because if when I upgrade, I want to upgrade to like probably like a seven, eight hundred dollar mic. I was talking to Apple Jacks, he's he, He's saving up to buy a $1,500 mic. I'm like, whoa, that's, that's, that's an upgrade. Right, but that's, that's, that's amazing for him because right. he mixes his own stuff. Right. And he knows, like, you know, me and you, we, we're not there yet. So he, he knows exactly what he's doing when it comes to the studio piece. So I would invest that much if I knew that the money that I put in is going to be worth it because I'm putting in the work as well. And, you know, it's nothing, but... You know, in other cases, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to spend 800 bucks on a, on a brand new mic when I know that I'm only going to record one song yeah. every two months. Right. Or maybe every three months. You know, if, if I'm at the point where I'm recording music like every single day or at least trying to bang out a track at least once a week, then I'll put in that type of money because I know that it's going to, you know, it's worth it. It's worth right. the value. Yeah, like the mic for the podcast, like I definitely need to upgrade it because the mics we had were just, it, it was just terrible. Like talking to this mic right now, it's a pod mic, it, it's a hundred bucks and it just, it sounds like I'm speaking into like a thousand dollar mic because it, it's just, it's so crystal clear. It's, it's phenomenal. Where the other mic, if I move away like two or three inches, like it's hardly... It hardly captures my voice. Like I'm moving around right now, and I still kind of sound the same. Where my other mic, it, it wouldn't. I would probably like sound like this and like this, you know, just by moving right. over like an inch. 
but I can move around and it still captures more. It's so, it's so much better. It's worth worth the money. And I mean, a hundred bucks. That's like nothing. And this mic is just like, it's just a beautiful mic. And yeah, so it, it, I'm glad I upgraded on that. But thing in the studio, because I use it, I'm gonna use this all way more because I'm doing this podcast every week, and I'm probably recording once or twice a month. So this is a better better investment right now. The MXL mic, I'll probably have it for another two, three years. You know? I mean, that's exactly what you just said. It's an investment, you know? Right. If, you're, if you know your investment's going to work out, then do it. Right, yeah. Don't go out there spending money on stuff if you know you're not going to be using it. Right. And that's just common sense, but people still do it, right? Oh, they do it just so they can have it. Just so they can say they'd have, they have it. But they don't, right. they don't really use it. But I posted like pictures uh, of my little studio like online and I had like local artists like, yo, let me get in the studio. I'm like, yo, it only fits like one person. Like I'm not going to have somebody come here and cram themselves in here. You know, it's a closet. It's literally I'm, I'm in a closet. <laughs> literally. Hey, but, um, getting your stuff done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like it, man. I'm happy. I'm happy until like our goal right now is to like uh, in the because I'm in the basement is just to like blow out this wall, make this longer and make this uh, the podcast and recording studio. So I want to have like a table because this is when we finish the whole basement. Now I have a table, have four mics set up. So if I have guests, I want to have guests that can come over and have, you know, uh, well, obviously we'll, I'll have the capability of call guests or Zoom. But if I can have like a guest that lives close and have them come here, I, w- I would like that too, you know. So big plans for this. But you know, a couple more years till that happens. But um, yeah, I wanted to get on with this, man. I wanted to get on to this subject. So um, all right, I, all right, let's go. Yeah. So that so somebody posted this. Somebody I'm friends with posted this a few, a few like a couple of months ago, and it was an interesting topic, and um. I wanted to talk about it in, um, basically, all right, we're both men. So, um, so we only can really speak from a man's point of view and, uh, and we're married. So this, this definitely pertains f- mostly for married men, uh, but also a man who's probably like dating a girl, but you know, mostly for married men. Like, do you think it is okay for, a male or, you know, or a female to, that's married to bring the opposite sex to Christ? You take that question any way you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it always depends on the scenario, you know, um, regardless of, you know, how you're doing it. I think it's great that you bring people to Christ, you know what I mean? So, Yes, you want to bring anyone to the church. You want them to be able to experience the same things that, that not only you, but your family have experienced. Um, but I also believe more in respecting um, your family. You know what I mean? So that said, I think that it's very crucial that you don't do anything that implicates your relationship with your spouse. You know what I mean? Right. So you don't want to... Um, you know, like invite someone and make it sound like it's secretive or whatever, like, yeah, right. come to my church, you know, making all of a sudden it's like, it sounds like a, 
more like a, a, an invite towards a date than it does to, to somebody being able to to recognize and, and accept Christ or to even get to know about what the church is about, you know? Yeah. Um, so obviously, if you see, like, let's say it's a coworker, right? And then you see, like, you know, they they came out of nowhere and started asking you, oh, true, I just found out you're a believer. Um, you know, like, what do I got to do if I want to start talking to them and, and, you know, hyping them up about Christ and whatnot? And then once they like, oh, you know, I think I want to check out, you know, can you bring me to, to church one day? Yeah, sure, sure. You, you know what, though? Let me get back to you on that. And then it's like, all right, you know, you have to, with, with, with no reasonable doubt, you have to reach out to your wife and be like, or, you know, your, your spouse, your girlfriend, whatever, it depends on what type of relationship you have. Mm-hmm. Be like, yo, so this is what happened. You know, they just came out, they started asking. It's, it's all communication. I mean, right. like, what do you think? Yo, she wants to come through. Um, I think, you know, that we should invite her. You know, keyword being weak. I mean, so it's like, you know, and then just start talking to your spouse about like, you know, how do you, how do you think we should go about this? And just make sure that it's like a mutual thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And just, you know, let's, let's, it's basically communication, you know, be like, all right, what do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree, man. I, I, yeah, I, I agree that it's definitely okay. Uh, but like there, there's gotta be some boundaries. You know, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't invite her um, out for a cup of coffee uh, uh, to talk about God. You know, uh, you know, taking take your example, a coworker. If I knew a coworker, she wanted to know more about God and, and and things like that, and then she started asking me about church. I would obviously invite her to church, and then I would introduce her to my wife and the other mm-hmm. women in the church who can help, who can then help guide her. Uh, I could still be there at work. Uh, if she ever a- has any questions, I'm there at work. But um, I would mostly would want exactly. her. I would most, yeah, I would mostly would want her to lean uh, on the women at church because uh, I right. I take this more at, like with anything in my relationship. Like I have girls that are friends, women that are friends, but I would never right. be more friends with them than my wife is. You know, for example, my wife will go out and hang out with them or go out, have a cup of coffee or go to a movie night with them. I wouldn't do that. So. Absolutely. Right. So. It's all right to have friends, but, you know, yeah. your wife, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, your wife will always be your best friend. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that, the person that you spend your whole life with. It's the person that you spend day in and day out with. You know what I mean? Right. And the person that you enjoy being with the most, obviously, right? Um, if you decided to get married or whatnot. So, you know, nobody's going to take that spot, you know, and even if somebody wants to become more friendlier, that's where you got to kind of pump the brakes and be like, yo, you know, like, right. Because <laughs> if you open up to that, because if you're there leading this woman to Christ and she, you know, you're there, you're guiding her, you're helping her, there could be an emotional affair, even though nothing physical might happen, there could be an emotional affair. You know, she might lust after you in a certain way uh, and you're spending so much time with her. You might find yourself thinking of her in like those certain ways. They usually think you're I'm not saying just sexual, maybe, you know, just like maybe thinking like, wow, she smelled good today, like things like that. And you're just like, whoa, 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 I'm with her way too much. If I'm starting to think about how good she smelled, you know, 
So there could be like an emotional affair like that. Like, I'm not saying this happened, but there was this girl from our church that was a singer and she got on my, my album, my first album I did. She did a few tracks and she did a couple of shows with me. I ended up picking her up and she came to the studio with me. I picked her up. I brought her to the, um, to, um, to a show with me, just me and her. My wife is at home. And I started getting a check in my spirit. Like God was like, what are you doing, man? Like, I know you're doing music with her and there's nothing like I never thought of her this way. But but God's like, what are you doing? Like, why? Why are you spending this time with her? Like, like I should have been like, hey, if you're going to go to the studio, you go drive, drive yourself there or meet me at the show or something to do a song. Not like me. Go pick her up. And some of that stuff is done out of innocence, but right. most of it is done, to be honest, and I'm not trying to knock on you or nothing, but it's, you know, it's done out of immaturity, like within age and within like your marital uh, status, right? Because when you're like super young and you just got into a marriage, you know, you some things you're like, it's innocent, what? You know, you're not thinking right. about how somebody else is going to feel, which is yourself, where that should be the very first thing that you think of. I mean, right. Before you do anything, you should be like, no, no, wait. If I were to do that, how's my wife going to do? Right. But when you're that yeah. young and stuff, it's like you, that, you, you allow that to go over your head sometimes. And it's like you look back and you're like, yo, that was stupid. Right, because this was in my late late 20s, early 30s. So this was about 10 years ago that this was going on. I mean, even at your, you know, even, you know, so, but now, right. now, now that I'm going to be 40 this year, like, like I'm more mature in that thinking. Like, yeah, that's never. I would never go <laughs> pick up. You know, the only the only thing I would probably do, like, say, like my wife's friend Tanya was coming up from New York and she needed somebody to pick her up at the airport. That I would probably go do, but I wouldn't go pick her up and like take. I wouldn't like. On the way home, I wouldn't be like, hey, let's stop for dinner. Like, I wouldn't do that. I would just, like, pick her up yeah. and right, bring her so, home, you know? So a few things that I've learned with that scenario, right? Um, one, I learned a really long time ago when I first, um, I was just dating my wife. I wasn't even married with her yet. Um, I was with an artist. His name is Seth Sadik. Mm-hmm. Amazing artist. And we did a show together. And at the end of the show, we're chilling in the room. You know, like the little room that they prepare for us. This girl comes in and she's like, oh, my God, I love your music so much. Talking to him, obviously, because his music better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, ah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I was young and I was like, all right, my bad. You know, let me step out for a second. And he gave me this look like, yo, don't you dare leave. You know, mm. and like, he kind of like moved his eyes to, to, the, to the opposite direction from where I was walking. Like, yo, come back. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just had like that guy communication. I knew automatically he was like, yo, don't leave. And I was like, all right. So I kind of like just stood there, you know, and then when, when they finished, he goes, I appreciate you saying, I, I never want to be in a room with another female by myself because mm. you never know what that person can say later on. Right. You never know, you know, because this is all just strictly music. You know, she's excited about the music, whatever, but I don't want anyone to walk in and think that something else has happened. Right. You know what I mean? So he's like, which you hear, that shows that, you know, I have like a witness that sees everything. And somebody would be like, yo, why were you with that room with that girl by yourself? Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, my boy was there. My boy was there. You can ask him the questions if you need to. 
Right. You know, nothing happened, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I heard from a pastor that I was at, and he was straight up like, yo, I work the church, and, you know, I have my secretary, and she's a female. We don't, if, if we're going to be like, all right, we got to go to a luncheon for, for whatever, and there's going to be other people there, he won't get in the car with her by herself just to drive to that luncheon because he doesn't want anybody in the road to see them, you know, like we get at a stoplight, and all of a sudden, you know, John or, or Mary or whatever, whoever else is out, happen to be on the street. They're like, oh my God, why is Pastor alone with, you know, so and so? They don't know where you're going. They can come up with whatever story they want. Right. You know what I mean? So he was like, I've never put myself in that position. No disrespect to uh, my secretary. She's an amazing person and, uh, you know, a believer and everything. And I have no doubt that she would never do the wrong thing, but I would never put her or myself in that position. You know, because people are people, and people don't know what's going on. And, you know, they might be going through something that day, see you, and try to turn that on you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You know, uh, my pastor has a rule that uh, he would never meet with with a, a, a wife without her husband there. You know, if he needed, if there was something he had to talk to about his, yeah. talk to his, you know, one of the females at the church about, he would um, either have her husband come or he'd have his wife there too. You know, exactly, so um, like when, because my, my wife accepted Christ at our church and um, so she applied for the membership class and she applied to get baptized and okay. so this was like when we first started going to this church, my pastor already knew that I was baptized. I got baptized again at their church because I just wanted to. And uh, you know, I was already a member there. But when it became time for my wife to become a member, he wanted to ask her, like, hey, did you accept Christ? So he had the meeting and he's like, hey, you know, you know, I had to come too because I'm her husband. But the questions were mostly for her, like, hey, you know, I know you want to do the membership class. You want to get baptized. Like, did you accept Christ into your heart? Like, you know, where are you? Where are you in your spirit? And, you know, that's when she was like, yeah, I accepted Jesus in my heart and and things like that. So he kind of he does the same thing, too, you know, uh, with that. And um, so, yeah, you definitely got to have that discernment. Like, you know, you got to think about that. what people will, <laughs> what people will think like. You know, you don't want rumors, especially in a church, you know, where everybody's talking to everybody. It's a smaller community unless it's a mega church. And we're humans. People talk. <laughs> and, and like I said earlier, you know, people are people. Yeah. You know, you just got to try to work through that. You know, some people might be amazing in front of you and then, you know, struggling with their own stuff. And, you know, when you turn around, they might be saying stuff, not because they trying to do something negative to you, but just because they're going through something, that's how they know how to deal with it. You know, right, that's right. what they learned, or that's their method or whatever. And you got to try to not let that get to you. But at the same time, you got to work on not providing any ammo for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not for the sake of them having ammo, but just for the sake of, one, respecting your spouse, mm-hmm. and two, making sure that whatever you're doing is not implicating their path on a relationship with Christ. Right. I mean, cause it could easily go sour with the sense of like, yeah, yo, I was, I was like ready to be, you know, a believer, but then I felt like this dude was hitting on me, mm. so I stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you were probably not even doing that, right? You know, anybody can use anything 
when they don't want to do something. You know what I mean? Like if, if they're struggling and they want to become a believer, but at the same time, it's like they're not really there yet. So, you know, they might make up an excuse so that they don't, they could tell everybody like, oh, yeah, I was going to do that, but I, I can't because this person or I believe in that person and that ruins everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do. I definitely do. And, and, you know, you just, just got to be careful, man. It's just, you know, especially with smaller churches where it's close-knit community. Absolutely. We actually started a Spanish church at our church. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We have a couple, Yeah, we have a couple of Dominicans. Um, Sam, he, um, Sam leads the, the Spanish church. We have it. We had a couple of Spanish churches before. Uh, the last one didn't work out because um, the pastor felt led to have to to be at our to be part of our church and run the spanish church but he already had like his people so he felt led but um not the people that he was bringing to church there they they thought totally different they didn't like it it's a whole different culture my man yeah it's a whole different, right I, I know it looks easy because you know you know you see stuff on tv like how people interact with those different cultures but Spanish on its own, <laughs> you have so many different cultures that go into it. So like, you know, <laughs> the, the funniest stories I think I can think of is, you know, like I had a pastor who's Puerto Rican, you know, good friend of mine, and he's telling the story or whatever, um, or, or he was listening to a story and, and the person mentions a specific word that in their dialect was a bug. Man, I had a bug on my drink. <laughs> I mean, I had to, I had to swat that bug out, you know, but in our dialect, the specific word they used was like the male's private. Mm. You know I mean, so like I had the male's private in my drink and I had to whack it up and was like, what, what do you say? You know what I mean? It was like, yo, you don't, you can't, everybody looked at him like, yo, you can't do that. You can't say that. Either. You know, so, it, so what I'm trying to say is that in the Spanish church, it's not as easy as, you know, you have so many different dialects and so many different cultures that you have to learn to respect every single one of those mm. and, and and care to those in, in so many different ways. It's not just like in English where, you know, you expect everybody to understand right. the words you're saying, yeah. you know, and I know that, it, I know that English is the hardest language and, and there's different types of English if you were to go to like London or, or yeah. overseas, right. but generally in our area, you know, people normally understand what these words stand for. Um, but in the Spanish yeah. culture, there's just so much different. Yeah, you got the Puerto Ricans, um, Dominicans, Mexicans, um, you know, El Salvadorians, Guatemalans, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear it. Central because, America alone, there's like, you know, 20 something, 50 dialects. Right. Because, well, Portuguese, like Brazil and like Portuguese and Portugal, but it's like, it, it's, it's like America and England. You know what I mean? So you got poor, and and it's different. Like the accents different. Um, they use a lot of the word words for different things. And then you got Cape Verdea, an island off Africa, and they speak Creole Portuguese. So you got right. like that Portuguese also. And in Haiti, they speak Creole too, right? Uh, French. They Creole French. French. Yeah. Creole French. Okay. Yeah. So no, I I get it. I mean, not we don't have as many as the, you know in Spanish, but yeah, but I get it. But in but. Going back to what you're saying about the male private part, in Portuguese, if you say turkey, if you, like, say the accent of one of the letters, the vowels, wrong, you could be saying the male part. 
So if you want to say you want to, I want to eat turkey, and you say the vowel wrong, you're saying you want to eat something else. <laughs> That's bananas. <laughs> <Get it? laughs> and I always, when I speak Portuguese, I always slow down when I say it. I say I want to eat, and then I say the it's it's uh it's a Peru, you know Peru. It's the same thing. Peru is turkey in Portuguese. Yeah, you say pet, but you say Peru, Peru. You're not tricking me, right? No, no. If you say if you say the e, so you gotta say the e like eh, Peru, right? But if you say the e like e, if you say like e like e when you say that word, you're saying something else. Well, I need to say it sure about not. So you gotta say Peru, not p, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta say Peru. <laughs> so every time I was like, Eu quero comer Peru. Because I want to make sure I say it right. So I always say it, so I always say it slow. <laughs> but yeah, man. Because uh, I never want to make that mistake. Because I'll probably, I mean, even if I say it around my cousins, I'll never live it down, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> this is not just for you. It's for my Lord the Most High, King of the Jews. Sometimes I felt like I wasn't worthy in this game. But God gave me this flame, not worrying like a fire spit with no shame. We don't really care what they say. This for us is not a show. Every single minute that we put in is gonna be a hard But, uh, I wouldn't let you live it down either. Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I just want to talk about one more thing before we go. So we're both fathers, right? And um, we got three daughters. Uh, but you got one up, one up on me. You you got a granddaughter. I do. So so, so how, how do you feel, man? Like it, it it's crazy. You're home and it's like no no testosterone. I feel great. Just, Never felt better. <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like there's no sarcasm in that by the way <laughs> i know because like i was i was uh facetiming my aunt in brazil um and uh i was showing her the house and then i you know i was showing her the bedroom my bedroom and she's like pink walls huh i'm like yep pink walls and then uh she's like oh i see the big portrait of a big purple flower i'm like yep this is the room i sleep in it's a pink room with a big <laughs> yes, purple this flower. Is my room. What, what's wrong with it? <laughs> so yeah, man. Like you know, wh- how do you like? Do you try to get alone? I mean, now that you got this house, you're not living in an apartment anymore. You got this big house. Like, do you seclude yourself sometime, or do you try to like? All right, in the summer, you just like, I'm gonna do yard work, even though there's no yard work to be done to try to get away. Like, what, what do you do? Not really. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I'm, I don't really feel the need to get away. Um, mm. I, you know, and I'm, it is what it is. You know, everybody needs their personal space, their personal time. We get it. You know what I mean? We just, like, take time away or whatever. Like, not like I'm going to go do something, but it just happens randomly. It's not like a schedule is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't say to myself, yo, I need. I need to go do this because you know, I had it today. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, it's just like, all right, I'm tired. You know what? I'm going to go watch a movie. But even when I say I'm going to go watch a movie, I still be like, oh, you want to come? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I just need to relax. I don't need to get away from people is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. Like, I think of something, I'll think of something that's relaxing 
and be like, all right, like we've had a long day today. Y'all know it. Mm-hmm. No, stop trying, to, stop trying to argue with me. You know we had a long day. All right, y'all want to go to a movie or y'all want to go out to eat? Right. Let's just, let's just go relax and do something fun. Yeah. You know, like, like I get it. Um, and that's pretty much it, man. Like I, I do the house stuff just because it needs to be done and because I actually enjoy working on projects in the house. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm about to put some floor down in my daughter's room. Um, what are you putting in daughter's? <laughs> I'm putting some floor down in. Oh, I'm putting some floor. Carpet. Okay, nice. Yeah, I ripped out the carpet. Um, you know, took care of some some holes or whatever they were taking out. I painted mm-hmm. her whole room. And again, this is nothing that happened. Like, I'm not like the guy that finishes everything in one day. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's my house and I know that I don't got to rush. I'm the same. And I know what way. my timetable is. I know what my timetable <laughs> is. You know what I mean, yep. unless like, unless like the kid needs to be in there and you know, they're like, oh, where's my room? But my child doesn't matter. She, she's cool. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'll go rip out the rugs today. Two weeks later, I think it was like a month later actually. All right, now we got to start painting. <laughs> so we painted the whole room. And even that, like, I painted the walls and whatever, uh, and I got, like, this vision problem, so I got to have it, like, in specific, like, I got to work in the daylight so I can have all the light, right. you know? Right, so I'll be like, all right, first coat's done, the second coat tomorrow, forget it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> come yeah. back the next day, yep, oh, you know what, got to do the ceiling now. <laughs> I ain't got yeah. nothing to do tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, there's this corner. There's this corner. Like, I have this, like, little room, this little area off the kitchen. And we painted, like, the molding in the up in the, you know, on top of the wall. And there's this yeah. corner that we missed. And we did that over five years ago when we bought the house. We still never went back to touch it up. And every summer, <laughs> every summer, I'm like, hey, I got to touch that up. And then I forget about it. I don't do it. And there's this. I think summertime is the best time for guys to like, cause you just, you're motivated by the heat and by the, yeah. the good weather. Yeah. The days like, are longer. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You feel like the day's longer. Yeah. You know, but I then, can paint all day and go get some ice cream later. Let's go. <laughs> right. But that, but then I forget about it. And then it's like a year later, I remember again. And there's this spot. Uh, you remember it in the winter? Yeah. In the winter, I'm like, oh, I'll do it in the summer. And then the summer comes, forget about it. <laughs> And it's like, Tina's always like, when are you going to finish that? I'm like, ah, you know, it's in the corner. So it's not like something that like nobody notices it when they come over. Nobody has noticed it. It's just us because we know that, it's That there. makes it even harder. If nobody's right. noticing it, then it, you don't care about it. People like, would notice it if I pointed it out. And it's not like a small, tiny spot. It's about like, it's right in the corner, about like a foot, foot each side, foot, foot and a half. Of like more. Now you know. Next time I go to your house, that's the only thing I'm gonna do. Yeah, like point that. Well, corner, you, like, oh, where, where is, it? is it this corner? Is well, that corner? Be, it's gonna be done. So if you come over, <laughs> I'm like, Tina, I'm, to, why are you painting that now? Junior's coming over. He knows it's here. I gotta paint it. <laughs> you know. I could invite him off more often. <laughs> that's what she's gonna say. I know. I know. Right? She's like, oh, if that's what it takes, he's coming over every weekend. Uh, you know what tina was tina was awesome last summer because about june is when i started getting real busy i didn't mow the lawn tina did it she always mowed the lawn hey. like, I, didn't even, I didn't even get to mow the lawn because she took care of it so I'm like, our gotta, neighbors are good. I got a big lawn. I'm like, our neighbors are going to think like, 
But I took over when it came in the fall. I started leaf blowing. I'm like, all right, I am leaf blowing. Like, you're not doing it. You mow the lawn. I'm leaf blowing. You know, I my leaf. I had a smaller leaf blower, and it just like went. It didn't work anymore. So I brought it to to this uh, place in town here. They do like small engine repair. They're great. They done my snow blower, my leaf blower. They 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 did they did my um my my um chainsaw. Uh, my lawnmower, they're great. So I brought it there. Yeah, that's because you got all the legit stuff. I have everything that's like battery powered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually ended up getting a battery powered chainsaw, and it works way better than my than my gas powered one. Uh, but but uh, so I brought it there, and he was like, "Yo, this thing, it's done." He's like, "It's it's it, does, it won't work anymore." So I was like, "Do you got like a used one that that you're selling?" Because they got so much stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, we got one." So I went over there. It was way bigger than the one I have, more powerful. And he charged me what it was going to cost to fix the other one if he was able to fix it. So it was like 150 bucks for this like huge backpack leaf blower. And it was wow, way, awesome. yeah, way more powerful. So I lucked out. I'm like, oh, this is way better. He's like, yeah, it's a lot more powerful than this little dinky one you had. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm like leaf blowing. I did my I did my backyard in like a day, which usually takes like two days because I got a lot of trees, which is another thing I got to cut down. I cut down a couple. One fell on my house, scared the crap out of my daughter. <laughs> yeah, it was like it's a skinny tree. It wasn't like real. It's not like a big thick tree, but it was tall, and I was trying and I had rope on it, uh, so it could fall into the woods. But for some reason, it ended up leaning forward towards the house. So if and I kind of just like I was trying to pull it back, but I couldn't with the rope. And um, I just let it go down and and I let it go down in the house a little harder than I wanted to. So my daughter came out. She was like, what's going on? Then my wife came out. Then the neighbors saw I was so embarrassed. <laughs> so I'm like cutting the tree. I'm, I'm cutting the tree in pieces. So it'll come down. And the whole time I was like, I can't believe you're cutting this tree by yourself and nobody's helping you. And I'm like, ah. next time I do a cut trees, I'm sending her away. I'm like, hey, go to your mom's for the day. I'm cutting down some trees. So next time your neighbor comes out and looks at you, you just look like, you know, like you did something wrong. You just look at him and go, what'd you do? <laughs> I know, right? But there's some big trees I need cut down. I'm going to have to hire somebody. There's a bunch of small ones, skinny ones that I can cut down and cut them apart. But there's some big ones. I got to hire somebody. So that's, you know, because all these le these leaves are getting out of control. And I'm blowing them all in my backyard, but into the woods. But, like, I feel like my backyard's getting smaller and smaller. So I'm like, I got to get a company to come cut these trees down and then, like, also suck up some of these uh, leaves. I, I uh, leaf blow it in the backyard because it's getting, it's getting out of hand. I'm still on my whole COVID tip. Yeah. Still on the whole COVID tip. I'm not trying to pay nobody to do nothing. I'm, I know. I know. I for years. I, I'll learn it. Yeah. How do I do that? Okay. <laughs> I know. For years, I've been saying I, I, I got to hire someone to cut the, these trees down. For years. I've been here for, what, five and a half years now. I've been here. And I've been saying that. And I still haven't done it. I just still haven't, like, it's, it's like a grand or two to cut down a tree. Yeah. It's a lot of money because... You gotta worry about the insurance. 
make sure it doesn't fall in anybody's house and stuff like that. Well, n- n- none of them will fall in anybody's house. I mean, there's one that's like oh. leaning. There's one that's like leaning towards my house, and that one, like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get it, you know. So I just gotta, like, you know. But that's the thing. They'll still charge you a, a crazy amount of money because even if it was your house, you know, they they damaged something. They gotta pay for it. Right. Because it was on on their time. Their, you know. Right. Exactly. Done by their hands. Yeah. So they'll they'll charge you the insurance regardless because right. they want to make sure, you know, they cover their butt. Yeah. Yeah, and there's these ones that right up in front of my house, right up against the power line, and. uh uh, the power company won't even uh, cut them. But anyways, I think we got off track. We're talking about our daughters. We're, now we're talking about yard work and cutting down trees. <laughs> it got there. It got there. <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, so yeah, so you, you, your daughter just turned 16. My second, well, that's your second daughter just turned 16. My second daughter's turning 16 in May. Um, mm-hmm. Now with COVID, I mean, I mean, you couldn't even do a quinceanera for her. Like, are you going to try to do a sweet 16 for her or you're just going to, or does she even want one? So my daughter is on the complete opposite tip. Instead of a party, um, we're trying to, to do like a, like a family vacation mm. and uh, like a destination type of thing. And obviously yeah. out there we'll do, um, you know, like the dinner or whatever. And um, we try to invite some family and whatnot, but it, it is a little far and, you know, it can be pricey. So it's, it all depends on who's willing and who's capable. But then, obviously, this was all started last year. Uh, we had everything all paid for and all set. We were going to go to Hawaii. and mm, Nice. <laughs> but then COVID hit. Yeah. And then Hawaii was, like, super strict with um, their COVID regulations. So, right. like, if we, had, uh, if we had some type of flight out here and they said, you know, yeah, if you get out here to Hawaii, you're going to be quarantined for a certain amount of days, for like 14 days. Yeah. So I called yeah. them up and was like, yo, I'm only there for five to seven days. What you mean 14 days? You know, like, you want to take care of my hotel? And even so, I don't want to be stuck in a hotel in a room right. for 14 days. Not be, if I go out there, it's a vacation. It's not to be stuck in a room. I could do that at home. Right. So we have to postpone everything. And to this day, I would say a whole year later. Yeah, we're I still know. But my, my daughter is an amazing good sport, and she knows that, you know, things aren't right right now, so she's being patient, and she's enjoying all the little sub-parties that we've done for her, you know, like dinner and right. um, stuff like that, family time. Are you guys she's doing, basically like... basically just patiently waiting. Are you guys doing, like, a photo shoot for her? Because I think Puerto Ricans do that, too. I know Brazilians, like... They, they turn 15, you got to do like a whole photo shoot. Puerto Ricans do that? No, too? no, we don't do that. At least not in my family. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I get, I get maybe like during the quinceanera, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to. Yeah. It's kind of like a wedding, you know, like you get the photography, photography part. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like not on, not just on the regular tip. I mean, we, you know, we do our own photos and whatnot. Right. Yeah, cause I, my because my niece turned fifteen last year, and uh, she couldn't have you know we call it debutante, which is debutante. That's that's what Brazilians call it. We don't call it a quinceanera. That debutante. A, a debutante. <laughs> debutante. Yeah, debutante. <laughs> Should they get the debutante? But it's debutante, debutante, right? Uh, that's what we call it. So um, 
she, you know, so she just did like a whole photo shoot. But she did a photo shoot with the family too. She did a bunch by herself and then a bunch with, you know, the family. So we're probably going to do that with my daughter because we're doing Sweet 16 because we did that for Carissa because the year she turned 15 was the year we were trying to buy this house. So we couldn't have it. So we did it with 16. So we're like, we'll just do 16 for the girl, all the other girls instead of doing 15, keep them all the same. So we're probably going to do that for her. I mean, it all depends on what your family family's needs are. I mean, like, people got to really listen to that. Right. It all well, depends on what the needs of your family are. I mean, you don't got to follow well, Right. Else. Well, Tina... You want to do the you want to do the celebration because, you know, it, it, you know, it all depends on how they want. You know what I mean? Like, if they're like, yeah, I want to follow that Spanish tradition. Let's do a 15. Nah, I'm going to do the 16. Or some of them right. are like, nah, I don't want to do none of them. Right. Like, I, ha- like I have uh, two cousins, you know, they're sisters, and the oldest one had had the double dungeon, but not the second one. She didn't want it. She was like, eh. She's just like, not like that. But like Tina wanted to keep that Brazilian tradition going. She was like, I want her to have, you know, the Sweet 16 and do what Brazilians do. So she comes in in flats, and then I put her in high heels. That's what the Brazilians do. I think, do Puerto Ricans do the ring? No, they do the heels as well. They do the heels? Okay. Because I know a girl, she's Guatemalan. She did the heels too. Um, But I I heard like some other, maybe it's Mexico. Maybe they do the ring. Uh, But yeah, yeah, we we did that. So, um, but she want, Tina wanted, she was like, no, I want, and then Carissa, she wanted it too. She wanted to, she wanted to be like that because she went to, because I have cousins that are a couple of years older than her. Uh, and then yeah. my niece is a couple of years older than her, and she, they did it. So my daughter saw it, and she was like, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, my, my 15-year-old, Lana, she's a lot different. You know, she's, uh, you know, she's a little bit like the nerdy girl, artsy. Uh, but even Carissa wants to do a photo shoot for her because Carissa's like, I want people to really see how beautiful she is because um, because of sensory issues, she just likes her hair in a, in a ponytail. And she has glasses on. So I always yeah. say she's that girl. You ever seen that 90s movie? She's all that with Freddie yep. Prince Jr. I always, right. I always say that's Lana. She's like that little nerdy girl, you know, you know, just, you know, dresses, you know, like a little nerdy girl with the glasses and the hair and a ponytail. But then you do her makeup and her hair down and she's done. She just looks like a knockout. And it's and I'm like, that's like people need to see Lana that way. They'll be crazy so they'll probably just do something like that for her maya i don't know maya's a tomboy she just she wears girls clothes and she likes dresses but she's just like you know wears shorts and a t-shirt that's like her thing so sporty sporty she's very sporty so uh we'll see i mean she's gonna be 12 in march so she's still got a years to go with her so we'll see but i always think man if i had a boy man my wife would never be mowing that lawn. <laughs> yeah, but like, maybe. Right. I know. My wife is like, my, my wife is like, you know, Carissa could help with the lawn too. And, uh, and, and it's true. Like Carissa could, she should learn that stuff. But I don't know. I always feel bad just asking her to do something like that. You know, it's just me. It's me. Like I should, like she should learn, you know, but I always feel bad, you know. But now that she's working, it's like, but like, she, look, seriously, she works, she works like 30 hours a week, 
and she has a double shift. Her double shift is her shift is six hours. That's a shift. So she works a double okay. shift. She's working 12 hours. She's like, I worked a double today. I'm like, your <laughs> double is my single. Yep. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, but you know, 20 year olds, they're always like over dramatic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but how, how's your oldest? Well, I, I always ask this, and I can't believe I always forget. What's your oldest name again? Natalie. What is it? It's like Ashley, but with an N. Oh, Nashley. Nashley, that's right. Okay, you always tell me, but then I always forget. Um, oh, good. Yeah, so uh, how old is she? She's like 23, you said? 25. Oh, she's 25. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, she's, she's, she's ready to rock and roll. And she's working at the car dealership, right? Trying to move her yeah, way up. Oh, that's great. Yep, yep, How does really it feel good. to have like, man, I'm five years until my daughter's 25. Does it, it just, is there any different from have being a father from when she was 20 to 25? It just feels the same. Like she's an adult, so it doesn't feel any different. I think, um, you know, with every child that you have, everyone's different. So um, you've got to address everybody's needs the best that you can. And, you know, like, some, sometimes it's like, all right, you're going to go into the work world? Cool. Here's what, let me give you all the advice that I can on that. Right. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. You know, you, you choose if you want to do it. Um, the same thing with the other younger girls. Like, all right, you, you, uh, you, you're entering your teens. Here's some advice on that. Boom. Oh, you want to do it? That's cool. <laughs> right. Now, but no, we, we, we tend to them as best as we can as parents, and we just, you know, the biggest part is just being able to be there and support them. Yeah. Do you like? Do you give her a, like? Do you talk to her? She's twenty five. She has a kid. Like, do you talk to her like about like men? Like, like for example, like with my twenty year old, right? Um, I've always talked to her, especially when it comes to, you know, how her future and what she, uh, the ambitions she has for her future. And where she wants to see herself, um, what she does with her money, uh, and yep. things like that. I always talk to her like, "Look, you know, um, you're you're not going to meet a guy. It's it's going to be impossible for for you to meet a guy that does everything exactly the way you do." You right. know, but you know, she she has no debt. She never wants to be in debt. And it's like you know, you're gonna have a husband. You're gonna have a boyfriend that's in debt. You're just going to let him know how you feel about debt and then um, go, you know, go from there. Uh, you can lead by example how you're, you know, you, you're better with your money because you're not throwing it at car payments or credit cards every month, you know, things like that. But on the other side of that, but other than that, with money, which is always like when you're dating somebody, that's like the last thing you ever really talk about anyways, but like um, when it comes to like ambitions and things like that, and I was like, you know, you want um, you probably want a man uh, to date a man who not only uh, loves God the way you do, uh, but also um, has knows has plans for the future, like plan like this is where I want to be. Look, and I always tell her. He's going to be 20. He probably, even if he doesn't know what he wants to do as a career, which is totally fine as a 20-year-old, um, 
but at least he's working and he knows, okay, like, you know, this might not be what I do for the rest of my life, but I'm working here uh, to, until I can find what I want to do. Uh, in the meantime, I'm doing this, I'm working hard at this, um, you know, whatever skills I get from this, I could probably use to whatever I find what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like you want a guy like that. You don't want a guy who's lazy. You want a guy who just works, uh, who is ambition. And, um, you know, cause you don't, you don't want a guy that's going to hold you back, especially a guy that supports you. You know, he, while, although he has his goals, his ambitions, um, you know, even if he doesn't have any certain goals yet, you want you want to make sure there's a guy that that supports you in what you're doing. Because as of right now, she loves hairdressing. She wants to be the best hairdresser she can be, and she wants to have a chair and then one day own her salon. She's 20 years old, and when she's 30, she might change her mind, or she might not. She or she might start a salon, and then in, when she's 35 or 40, sell it and do something else. Who knows? Who knows? But as of right now, this is where she heads heading and this is where she wants to go. And I would hate for her to date a man who who um, takes that, not take it away, but like takes away the ambition or makes her feel like she can't do it or something like that. Like you, you ever like talk to her about like, you know, what to expect in a man or anything like that? Or you just like. You know, like, hey, she's 25. She knows what she she knows what she wants in a man. I just trust her. I'm not saying I don't trust my daughter, but she's 20. Yeah, right. You know? right, right, right. I think uh, it's such a hard topic, right? So I think um, there's there's different areas to jump in. So I I, tr- I tend to kind of like lean them more towards like, look, you ain't got to depend on a man. Right. Yeah. I mean, don't 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 waste your time looking for the person that's going to fit. Okay. That's going to happen. All right. Focus on you. Okay. What do you want to do? What, where do you want to be? Okay. You want to, you want to be rich? Where? How do you do? All right. How are you going to get there? What's your plan? Right. Or how can you start trying to get there? You know, Think about your finances. Think about this. Oh, you don't want to do nothing. You want to be a writer? Awesome. How are you going to get there? The, the focus on you. You know what I mean? Because life is life. And, and you're going to fall in love with someone at any given point. And then when you start falling in love with them, that's when you start deciphering, okay, does this person follow my morals that my family taught me and that I have instilled into myself? You know what I mean? Not just because my family does it, but because it's stuff that I do. Or, or, you know, is this person attracted to me? Or is this person respectable to me? All those little things, we, we always talk to them about that. Mm-hmm. But we allow them to kind of walk through it. We want them to focus more on themselves right now. Right. Yeah, no, that's you know good. I mean? uh, that's good for her to focus on it's herself. It's like build a dream. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. Exactly. And I, and I think that's <laughs> great. You know, she focuses on herself. She focuses on her daughter. She's going to attract the right kind of guy. You know, right, right. I think if a woman's wilding out and not focusing on herself and just doing whatever, she's not going to attract the best guy because no guy yeah. is going to, no good, good guy <laughs> with ambition is going to date a girl that's wilding out and just like, just, just living and, you know, just working a regular job and not really trying to better herself. 
no respectable man is going to want that. Right. So I, yeah, that's good advice. And especially when you said don't depend on a man. It is, it, it's great because, you know, I, you know, from the man point of view, I don't think a woman should just always depend on the man. Like, like I'm okay with my, like, my, look, women should drive. I know, like, in the 50s, women didn't drive. Women should drive. Like, I should, my wife should be able to drive because she's home. She should be able to drive the kids to wherever instead of having to wait for me to get home. You know, so it's like, so yeah, I want my daughter to be independent. Um, but when she, you know, if she meets the guy and he's the right guy, he's the partner. He's not, he's not like, you know, obviously he's taking care of her, but he's just a partner. That's what it is. They're partners. They're, they're mm-hmm. doing things together, building whatever they, they have together. So I think that's good advice, not just not to depend on a man. Cause I know, I know, I know some women now in their forties and they're just looking for a man to take care of them and they're not attracting the best kind of guys. <laughs> well, it's a habit thing, right? So like, it's like, if you're that old and you're just waiting for someone that you can kind of like latch onto for, for financial reasons or whatever, then that's a habit that you've grown into that, you know, right. you kind of got to, if, if here's the big part, right? If you're willing to get out of that, you don't want to keep doing that. You want to be something for yourself, then that's something you got to work on before they start dating. Right. Or, you know, realistically speaking, like, no, nah, I'm comfortable here. I want to keep doing this, so they keep doing it. Yeah, you know, if I was single now, and you know, and I'm dating a woman, and I find out that she's just looking for a guy to just take care of her, for her to just stay home, I would, tur- I'll be a turnoff. And, you know, it's like, this is a partnership. It's not me just, I'm not looking for a woman to just, you know, obviously I'm going to take care of, or care of her, but I'm not just looking. Like if my, like, for example, when my wife stayed home and the same thing with your wife, um, you know, where it's still a partnership, but now with the finances, obviously I'm out there working, bringing the money, but it's still a partnership, right? Yeah, dude, I'm, on, I'm completely on the opposite side of that in the sense of like, you know, you got those, and again, I'm not backing on anybody, right. uh, but you have those guys who are like, oh, I'm the one out there that's working. My wife is staying home. She got to eat. I got my, right. <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm, I'm on the completely opposite side of that. Like I understand every detail that my wife has to go through the other day. When I look at it and I see what she's going through and how she's dealing with it and the poise and, and just, you know, the tender love and care, I go, I got right. it. Right. All I got to do is go to work. Right. All and I got to do is right. put in 12 hours a day. I got it easy. Right, exactly. And But when I say like I'm, like I'm doing the physical work that brings in the money, but it's a right, partner. Right. But it's a partnership. I'm saying it's a partnership. Thing, right? You wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for her at home. You know exactly. I mean? That's the point. That's the point I'm getting at. So like, that's right. what I'm saying. Like, you got guys out there that'll be like, nah, I'm the one. I, the, that money comes in mining. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. I, like, bro, no, you're going to be out there making that money <laughs> if your wife wasn't taking care of your kids. Right, man. And I think, no, I think we are, we are on the same page because I agree what you are saying. Uh, because, like, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I'm out there because she, she doesn't have an electrical license. She doesn't, so she can't do that, but I do it. But it is a partnership. Because when it came to me going out on my own, we decided, 
Like I talk to her because I, I talk to her about it. I say, hey, this is what I think I should do. And she was all for it. Like I wouldn't do it if she didn't feel comfortable, you know, with me doing it. So so it is a partnership and there, and there's some decisions that I make in my business that she has input in. She'll be like, Hey, I think you should do this. I think if you do this, you'll be better at this or your time management. So she still has input in my business. So It is a partnership. And in that home, you know, I help her do the dishes, the laundry. If I go downstairs in the basement, like when I came down here to do uh, the podcast, I brought laundry down. So, yeah, it is a partnership. And there's so many things at home that she does I can't do. Like, I can't cook. (laughs) I can't. She does it. And she's okay okay with it. She's half Italian. She's so okay with cooking, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it is a partnership. And like how, you know, she knew I was out there busting my butt all summer she that's why she does she decided to do the lawn i was like hey i didn't want her to do the lawn but she did because partnership you know yeah so yeah i'm on the same page as you yeah the way you say partnership i got this going thing with my family like my my nephews and my my daughters and my wife right so you know we do something and me and my wife we like you know they see that we click on whatever the topic is, you know, like if it's about mowing the lawn or something, yeah. you know, if I said, if I said exactly what you said, and she looked at me with this like look of approval, they all look at me because I started it and they all look at me and they go, marriage. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just go, marriage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in other that- words, yeah, like we see, we see that, that you know, that y'all, y'all on the same page. Yeah, I mean, that's be. what it is about. It's about being on the same page. It's about like whether or not you agree on something. You know, sometimes you might not. But at the end of the day, whatever the decision that's made, it's because that decision was made on the same page. Right, and it goes down to your kids, and that's why we got. I know you got great kids with good head on their shoulders. They're well behaved. Same thing with mine is because of the partnership. The parents are always on the same page. And then, like, I see kids, they're wilding out, and then I look at the parents, and the parents are always disagreeing, and especially in front of the kids, and I'm like, that's why. That's why your kid's wilding out. You guys can't be on the same page at anything. How many you guys? Huh? What? The question is about when I worked at the school, you know, behavior specialists, just, you know, creating habits with the kids mm. that they can take home or be, or even in the classroom, you know? So it's like about building certain habits, like, they are... This kid's never good in my class. All right, yeah. so how are you? How are you attending to them when they're not good in your class? Right. I mean, are you yelling at them because you know they're tapping their pencil, or are you, you know, like, hey, you're tapping your pencil, but I see you got all the questions right. Good work. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, or you can be there yelling at them the whole time, wasting your breath, wasting the time of the class and the student, right. not teaching nobody just because right. you want that pencil to stop. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah, it, no, I, I definitely get it, man. And uh, yeah, it, 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 uh, that's why I think when I when I see good kids, to me that tells me that the parents are probably really they're well-oiled machine. Well-oiled you know, machine. Or, and that's the thing, though. It doesn't need, like what you're saying is so true, but it doesn't even have to be like the most perfect machine. I mean, right. You just got to put in that specific amount of effort. You know, like if your kid knows that. If they do something wrong, you're going to at least look at them. Right. You know what I mean? 
and like that death there, parents there, you know, that yeah. your mother gave you when you were, you know, anywhere from five to 15, even 21, you know, like yeah. that death there, and you're like, whoop, I right. what that's like. You know what I mean? So, like, if, if you can even do that with your kid and, and you're showing them that, you know, like, yo, I'm, I'm paying attention. Don't right. think that you're by yourself. Right. I'm paying it, attention. Exactly, man. I agree. And then, like, you know, and, and there are times Tina and I will disagree, but, like, you know, if I'll say something, she'll be like, can you come over here for a second? And she'll, she'll, or she'll be like, or she'll be like, you know what? Your father and I will discuss this later. And later when the kids aren't around, she'll be like, um, I don't think we should do that. I think, you know, instead of like doing it in front of the kids, you know? So yeah, not well oil machine be like, you know, when I say well oil machine, you're like, you're trying to, you know, you're on the same page a lot. Most of the time. I mean, there are times right, where, right, right. There are times like, and I'm not saying that a well oil machine is wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying that not everybody's perfect, and sometimes you know nah, you got to. Yeah, I, I, you just got to accept that when if you're at least giving that attention, that can be enough to make your family a well well machine. Right. No, I agree, man. I agree. So yeah, man. Uh, man, we had a good talk. Real good talk. Yes, sir. Uh, thanks, man, for. Uh, being on the episode, hashtag living it. Uh, I know uh, we didn't really get, um, we didn't really have time to talk about your wife's blog, but um, you know, thirty seconds, just explain explain what it is, what pe- where people can go to her website. You can go to a glimpse of style dot com, or even uh, use that as a handle on Instagram. And basically, it's just a blog about life, fashion, um, traveling, and she's amazing, dude. When it comes to preparing for these things, she goes all out. She's really involved. She, uh, geez, she does more work into that stuff sometimes that I even feel like I'm putting into my music. And I look at her and I'm like, motivating me. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's awesome. But yeah, she's amazing. She's doing really good and. You know, she, she sets up all the links. So, like, let's say she puts a, an image of herself, you know, with a nice outfit all done up. She puts all the links so that you can go, I like that shirt. I want to go see if it's available. Boom. Oh, I could buy it here? Word. Yeah, no, that's great, man. I, I think that's a great idea. And uh, I definitely want to do another podcast again when Tina comes back, probably later on this uh-huh. year, and then have her on here, too. Uh, Cause that's one of the things we want to do when Tina comes back is still have guests, but have like couples, you know. I like that. I um, like that. We can definitely talk about not only her blog, but just pick at each other's brains yeah. as to like, you know, how a person can move forward in whatever they're doing. Yeah. Cause, you know, especially with the whole COVID business, my wife and I, more my wife than me, she is. She has been hitting books hard. She has been studying. Like she's been really prepping herself as to like, yo, how can we make our life better? Mm, nice. That's great, man. I, I love hearing that. So yeah, we'll definitely do that again. We'll definitely, um, you know, later on this year, we'll definitely have you on, you and her on, and uh, we'll have a yeah, man. great, great episode. Uh, but thanks, guys. Hey, guys, this is another episode of Hashtag Living It. Uh, check out our T-shirts at FlexDeSilvaClothing.com. That's FlexDeSilva, D-A-S-I-L-V-A, dot, um, clothing.com. And check our featured sweatshirt, God Plus Coffee. 
And uh, yeah, thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for listening uh, to another episode of Hashtag Living It. Peace. Hashtag Living It with Tina and Anderson.